BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Thank you for tuning in to Season 6 of the Bow Hunter Planet Podcast. Watch the full exclusive video on Carbon TV. This show is proudly presented by Tink, celebrating their 50th anniversary. Also presented by Cat Work Truck and Camp Chef, Victory Archery and Thorn and Broadheads, Cobra Archery and Shadow Hunter Blinds, Burris Optics and Reveal Cellular Trail Cams, HHA and HHA USA. Additional support provided by Under Armour and Deer Camp Coffee. And now, on to the show. Hey guys, welcome to the Boner Planet Podcast. Dave Thomas here tonight, along with Tim Mazzarana. And tonight we're talking photography with our good friend Dom, who we uh, know through the Instagram uh, world because his photos are absolutely incredible. And um, we've been, uh, Tim and I have been actually having on some different photographers in the industry. And I have to say, and no offense to the other guys, but Dom, your pictures are legit, man. They, they're probably one of the top ones I've ever seen when it comes to animal photography. Absolutely incredible. I, I guess, tell us about yourself first, before we jump into a little more detail on, on the photos. Well, first of all, you're going to make me blush. So thank you for that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, thanks for the kind words, man. I appreciate it. Um, so about me, I'm from New York. Uh, I'm been hunting my whole life pretty much and uh was always into photography did it as a local business for you know years did it after college it was fun and uh, it wasn't until like covid really hit that i kind of started taking my camera out to the woods more because i had no more photography clients you know really coming in no one was doing anything it was locked down yeah no events no weddings nothing you know and uh i just started taking the camera out to the woods and it was a couple of times that i took some photos of deer and made an Instagram account, which is how you guys know me, obviously. And it, you know, over time, when that started developing and uh, more people started looking at it, I started getting a lot of feedback and people started enjoying it. I said, I'm just going to keep doing it. And now it's like a full-blown business that I'm running uh, as far as uh, wildlife photography goes. And it's pretty insane. And I get to talk to you guys on a podcast. Never thought I'd be doing stuff like this. Pretty awesome. <laughs> I tell you what, man just in just looking through your store on your website like there are so many shots in here like i can see a lot of people wanting in their in their their offices or their studios this is just really really cool like oh and oh wow and you're actually 
you actually selling the the Lightroom presets. That's pretty cool. Yup. Giving away that's the store, man. Cool. Giving away the shop. That's actually <laughs> nice of you to do, honestly. That's that's like a that's usually the trick, you know, the trick of the trades, you know, that type of thing. You know what was funny with that? I started and not a lot of people know this. So you guys are gonna get a little inside scoop here, okay? The first thing I started on Instagram before I started posting my own photographs was like some generic business account where I was selling Lightroom presets, like very basic ones, wow. different colors, torches, whatever it was. And it made a little bit of money. It wasn't the best business plan ever. It was just kind of just something to do. So after I started the photography account and started pushing all the photography stuff, I was like, why don't I just sell the presets for this? <laughs> and it turns out yeah. most of the people who were yes. following anyway were other photographers. So it actually was a, a decent uh, audience model on that too. No, it's pretty awesome. sick though, man. It, they, you know, there, there is a lot. I don't think people understand, like there's a lot more that goes into it than just pressing the button on the camera. I mean, that's, oh, yeah. that, that's a huge <laughs> part. I mean, especially with wildlife, right? I mean, well, I'm, I'm kind of intrigued in some of these shots and how long it took you to, to even, you know, get in the position to be able to, to take a shot like, like you are with this stuff. But uh, a lot of the work comes afterwards. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I try to spend more time outdoors than I do behind a desk, but it doesn't always work out that way. <laughs> I'm usually sitting here just editing, 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 editing nonstop, which is a big reason of making the presets that they, I made them for me first just yeah. because it saved me a ton of time. Makes your life easier for sure. Yeah. Oh God. You have no idea. Oh. So are these, so is most <laughs> of what you do in New York or do you travel around? Oh, I travel a lot. Um, majority of what I do is uh, in New York, Pennsylvania, uh, sometimes New Jersey, kind of that area because local to me, but I've been to Georgia, Nebraska, Kansas, um, going to Texas. Uh, I do a fair amount of traveling now, uh, and I've booked up a lot of contacts, people who own ranches and other hunters, outfitters, people like that who will let me come out <clears throat> and photograph things that we'll work things out where they can use it for their own purposes. Like if it's an outfitter, they could say, yeah. look, here's all the photos of the deer we have in this land. And they try to attract hunters. I get the photographs and get to sell them my own way. So it's like, you know, it, it's nice to, yeah. yeah, it's a, it's a real good relationship. I got with a lot of those guys. Yeah. So I've been doing a lot more traveling. Tell us about, so like on the website, I'm looking through, it says meet the photographer and at the bottom. You got some company brands there. Tell us what those mm -hmm. are indicating. Well, let me, look up which brands actually put on there i'll tell you right now because uh it's been a while since i updated that yeah i just don't know if this is companies who support you or who have used your um uh, these are ones that i've worked with um onyx i oh, work cool. with onyx mossy oak ontario out of doors i was in their uh magazine billhunting.com uses my stuff whiskey and whitetails i'm an executive producer for guide fitters used my stuff um white buffalo outdoors has got them hunting outdoors in paradise shares and shells i mean that's that's my company. So just don't tell anybody that Shh, quiet, uh, <laughs> specter hunting and true buck hunters are all, yeah, those are all companies that have, uh, used or licensed or, and otherwise are affiliated with my work. That's and awesome, man. Yeah. Did you do a lot of, um, for, for your own hunting and your own hunting pleasure, uh, do you bow hunt and gun hunt or just gun or just bow or I bow hunt and I gun hunt. And look, I know this is obviously bow hunting, and you're going to hate me for it. I prefer gun hunting these days to bow hunting. I don't have the time or the, I had to split my time a lot. When it comes between hunting and photography, I don't have the time to put into bow hunting and photography at the same time anymore. So it's rare yeah. I'm bow hunting anymore. The thing about it is, the thing about it for us has always been, and I think one of the reasons we, we, we own Gun Hunter Plan as well, but one of the reasons we kind of 
have always went leverage the bow hunting plant bow hunter plan is because uh in michigan specifically our season is so much longer for bow hunting i mean it literally starts it literally starts somewhere in september for like an early season doe and it literally goes to the end of january no no wow. yeah it's the end of january in some yeah. areas there's some bow pauses hunting. in there for gun like two weeks but for, guns for only gun. two weeks that's why yeah. so for me i rather have a compound a traditional bow and a crossbow because it opens up three or four months of hunting that's why the crossbow is so big of an opening here because once they're illegal for archery all the gun hunters bought them because they wanted to be able to hunt you know during those times that our bow hunters were hunting and then bow hunters got mad because they don't want the crossbows in there blah 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 blah. but yeah it's legal now and so my point is so from so that's what i was gonna say to you is if you still wanted to hunt more because i don't know what your season is for timing but here it's only two weeks for guns so it's very minimal amount of time to uh, get out there you know whereas us we can i can hunt like eight weekends you know what i mean it's just like hey i'll go out for a day or you know it's a little bit more but we have like a good two-month window so it's not that bad but but yeah it's it's from like uh late september to mid-october and that goes from another stint from and there's different zones in new york where you have the southern zone that makes more sense yeah yeah the northern zone goes from uh i think it's the early bow hunting is the end of september to like the end of october and then the southern zone is like the beginning of October all the way until like mid-November. So yeah. you, you, if you, the place I have is up by um, St. Johnsville, which is right on the border of the southern and northern zone. So I have the opportunity where I can do both of those. So it gives me a solid couple of months of bow season if I want to just like track down bow and do public land bow. And, uh, you know, it, it's not bad, but I kind of wish we had more time because it's, I mean, like you guys know you're bow hunters. It's you always need more time <laughs> two months yeah. just can't do it sometimes true that so for a gun for a gun do you what do you normally use there is it like uh rifles shotguns um uh, solid walls rifle. i mean you can do rifles shotgun there's a muzzle loader season um i think my preference i like rifle if i'm going out there if i'm looking trying to fill the freezer i'd like to be yeah. able to fill it from 300 yards yeah. if need be yeah <laughs> just get it done but yeah, I use a uh, a Remington seven mm Magnum, and that'll uh you know just drop any deer we've been, I've ever shot at it. We've been put in a weird situation in Michigan, and it's like half the state you can use a rifle and above the other half and below you can't. So it really put us in a weird scenario where so if can you're you a hunter do, here, like shotgun or well, that's the thing though. That's what it used to be. So it used to be okay. shotgun. Everybody would run like a twelve gauge uh or a 20 gauge slug it was terrible you know blow your arm off hr type (laughs) take on and then was it tim how many years ago did it come legal the 450 bushmaster i don't know now maybe four five years ago yeah so they then somehow somebody i forgot who it was but somebody um talked somehow they got the dnr to approve the 450 bushmaster and the 350 legend for Mm -hmm. shotgun zone However, they still shoot 300 yards. That's what's amazing about it. It still yeah. looks like a rifle, acts like a rifle, operates like a rifle. It's but just it's the, the cartridge. not a rifle. Yeah, the cartridge <laughs> is what they call a solid wall. So it's yeah. different than like a rifle round. Um, so whatever, either way, they're dead accurate. So like now you can use, so what I guess what I'm getting to is that now Michiganders are using those guns throughout the whole state. They're not even doing a rifle no more. They just, there's no point. Oh, there's this is there's like, no like, point in yeah. running two different guns for two different zones if yeah. i can own one for both you know that does everything yeah, yeah so yeah. that's really helped us a lot the 450 and the 350 legend but and they're great guns beautiful beautiful guns so yeah for sure man 
Anyway, um, so Tim, do you have a question? Sorry, you're gonna throw something in there. No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. it's not like you're it's not like you're breathing up to something you're gonna spit <laughs> so all right, let's talk shop a little bit with photography because this is a do question. It. I like to ask these questions to everybody who does this and does it very professionally, like Heartland Bow Hunter. So we have a mm -hmm. lot of conversation about equipment. So my question to you is what are you using? What kind of lenses? Because it looks to me in the photo I see you're using Sony, but I could be wrong. It's hard to oh, see. Wrong. From this wrong. Angle. Wrong. Incorrect. <laughs> no, I shoot Nikon. I got a Nikon Z5 nice. right now. Uh, my go-to lens I actually have here parked on the desk because I was cleaning it. This is a 500 millimeter Nikon PF lens. So beast. Nice. Absolute monster. Oh, yeah. That'll yeah. let a lot of light in. Oh, yeah. This thing's an absolute absolute monster and um that's my go-to setup and i think i got my oh yeah i got my z5 down here i was doing some other work so i got the other lens on it but is um, that mirrorless or yep. shutter that's mirrorless. mirrorless yeah mirrorless i like it and um i went to mirrorless probably about a year and a half two years ago uh it used to be I, my original kit was uh like an entry-level nikon d3500 which yeah. that paired with like a 300 millimeter lens it's like a sub one thousand dollar setup and a lot of the photos that I have, even the ones on the websites were shot with that camera, you know? So wow. it's like, but I upgrade to full frame because I want a larger sensor, a little more light coming in, a little more versatility. I want some more professional tools in the camera, a little better, uh, you know, variable depth. So I went with the Z5. I probably should have went with the Z6 too, but, you know, buyer's remorse. What are you going to do? It, doesn't yeah. <laughs> it happens all the time here. Yeah. <laughs> So Nikon, that's interesting, Tim. So like, that's the, that's the only one we never got into. We got into Sony, got into Panasonic, got into Canon. But the problem always was for us is we're always shooting dual. So we're always mm -hmm. doing video or photography, right? So we had, we really didn't want to spend money on one or the other. We started to do a dual thing, but to be honest, these, you know, I don't know, like, I guess, what's your opinion on this? Like these photos, um, is this something you could have done yourself with a Sony or a Canon? Like, how do you feel like if you had that in your hand instead of a Nikon, would you still have gotten the same shot? Would it look just same or no? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, how I put this in a way that is going to not insult people who own Sony or Canon. Cause I know plenty of people who do No, no, no. I like, I like they're more the point and shoot. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's how I would piss people off. No, no. Um, <laughs> I've always been a firm believer that the best camera you could ever own is the one in your hands. You know, it's, it's pretty much how it goes. It's not really the camera. It's the photographer. Cause you could do things on, I mean, guys were taking pictures of deer back when it was, you know, slide film doesn't matter yeah. what kind of camera you're really using. A lot of that stuff you're still seeing on magazines is stuff that was taken back in the film days that they're still developing now. You know, I mean, Mossy Oak is huge with that. Ain't pictures that Mossy Oak put, puts out from their historical stuff. I mean, I don't know if you guys follow them a lot and some things they put out. That was all done like film cameras. It's insane. But as far as things like the people who want to defend, uh, should you go Nikon? Should you go Sony? Should you go Canon? Any of them will work. There's drawbacks and there's positives on every camera. Like I prefer Nikon because Nikon, in my opinion, is the king of stills. It is the, the best of the best. They focus on photography. That is, they are a photography company. Yeah. Uh, for Canon and Sony, they develop a little bit more for video. Nikon sucks at video. Video for Nikon is god-awful. I cannot do video with my camera at all. It's terrible. But Canon and Sony, they have that, and they're better at it. And they're, like, for you guys, you're dual purpose. You guys are doing photography, and you're doing video. You need something like a Sony or a Canon. You know, you, if you had a right. Nikon, you'd be pissed. <laughs> yeah. That's why we never got a Nikon. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the utility just is not there. But if you're just doing straight up stills like I'm doing, then I say go Nikon. That's, you know, that's pretty much where I'm at. I, I'm just, I'm looking at this photo called Which Close one? Encounter and it's so sharp. It's mm -hmm. so sharp. It's sharper than, I don't know, Tim. Like, honestly, it feels sharper than any picture I've ever seen of any of our cameras. <laughs> I don't know. Did you resharpen it? No, that's <laughs> it's a uh, post. That that well, there's post done to it, obviously. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but the uh, that shot was actually taken with I know the exact specs. That was the a um, a Nikon D three thousand five hundred and a Nikon uh, DX lens, a seventy to three hundred AFP lens, and that is a bundle lens that you could pick up that lens for like two hundred bucks. It's cheap as hell, but it is the AFP lenses that Nikon put out for whatever reason are as sharp as like the 500 millimeter lens I have now that costs a few thousand dollars. Wow. I don't know why I did. I went through a lot of, again, buyers or more spine lenses that I thought would be good and they weren't, but that particular lens class with the AFP motor was just unbelievably sharp. And that's how I got a lot of those sharp shots. I have like close encounter. That was one of my first big photographs that got out there. That's yeah. one of my favorites. And it was the one that kind of blew everything up. But what time of day was that taken? That was early morning. I was um, October, uh, I believe it was October. Yeah, early morning in October. I was sitting out in the woods um, before sunrise, so probably a couple hours, uh, just kind of letting the, the forest wake up. And uh, I had been there a few days before and I was scouting and I saw a lot of tracks, a lot of signs and everything. And just as the sun kind of came up and everything lit up a little bit, it was a heavy canopy. So there wasn't a lot of direct light coming through, but it was enough to get a good shot and enough shot to see. And uh, that buck just kind of started walking around the oak tree, uh, maybe like 40 yards away from me. And I was sitting on the ground, kind of camoed up. I had a little tarp over me and I was just shaking. I mean, just <laughs> full on like buck fever, shaking, holding onto my tripod. Like, holy God, this thing is so close. What is going on? And he turns and just looks at me. I'm like, ah, I got busted. I'm done. That's it. Yeah, I'm done. And yeah. I'll get a blurry picture of him. Running yeah, away. yeah. I was like, great, <laughs> great. I'm busted. I'm, I'm done. I'm screwed, whatever. <laughs> And to my surprise, he starts stepping towards me. So now it went from excitement to pure fear because I'm like, oh, great. I'm about to get impaled. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I may have pissed him off or something. And uh, he took a good like four or five steps towards me to where he was about, when I took that shot, he was maybe 20 yards in front of me. And it was just like head on staring at each other. And after I took the pictures, he runs off out into the thicket. And, uh, you know, I just kind of sat there breathing heavy for a good like 30 minutes it was the same as when you're hunting you knock something down you're just like all pumped up and excited that was the same thing going through my mind and it was only like eight o'clock at that point so the rest of the day ahead of me still that's yeah. pretty cool so do you yeah. treat like when you're going out like doing a photo session like that are you treating it kind of like you're hunting oh yeah Full camo scent control mm -hmm. the whole bit oh yeah 110 every time i go out there it is a hunt it is the same prep it is the same um, attire, like you said, sun control is very important. Playing the wind, you gotta. Uh, I mean, I want to preach to the choir here. You guys know you have to have contingency plans on top of contingency plans. You walk in, all of a sudden the wind's not going the way you gotta go, but you know yeah. the bedding area is off to your east. You gotta now all of a sudden do an entire loop so you don't bust them out. Yeah, it's it's a lot of planning and prep that goes into doing those early morning walks out there. Makes sense. Yeah, man. Deer aren't what. stupid, that's for sure. Yeah. While you guys are talking about this, I've been clicking around on the website and I got into the store and this is like so amazing. How the heck you have like, 
there's like all these different options, Tim. So you can just get the print, but you can get like a walnut frame, uh, acrylic, uh, walnut framed canvas. This is oh, like yeah. amazing. Now, do you have a company that's doing these for you? Because <laughs> it seems like a lot of I work. Have a, yeah, no, no. I have a, a print lab that does pretty much all this, this for me. Awesome. Um, I've gone through no less than a dozen outsourced print labs because obviously I don't have thousands of dollars worth of equipment to print my own at my house, nor do I have yeah. an entire warehouse to get these giant things done. So I did a lot of quality control. I spent a lot of money uh, ordering samples and getting everything done until I found one company that really really solidified that i should be using them so they've been good to me and uh you know they do probably the highest quality printing i've seen they don't cut corners that's why things really cost more from them but i don't i don't mind cutting out my bottom line into it because i know the whatever's been sent out is going to be the best of the best someone's going to hang in their house they're not going to look at it and go oh i wish it was sharper i wish the colors were more vivid i wish you know the the frame wasn't you know looking so cheap now this is like real deal stuff yeah so i'm happy i go with them you know dom i'm telling you man i think honestly you would absolutely love you would i'm telling you right now if you were ever at any of our photo shoots you would die because the stuff yeah. we have the sets we do like it's like legit like we we and but the thing is we're not like that great at photography we do a good job but like we're not like i wouldn't call us premiere like what i see here but like tim You're i don't know like, me, okay we have done we have done so many things that are so badass. Like we did a fire pit with a dog and a fake wife and <laughs> all for muck boots. We did muck boots photography for five years for the outdoor segments. That's and awesome. it was loading up a generator out in the field. We had, a, a we had, generator. Yeah. We had smoke bombs <laughs> running by. I'm telling you, if you came to one of these, you would be like, this is the badass shit right here. Yeah. I mean, it is like, and that was just one. There's other ones where Tim and I had this whole coffee set on this beautiful at remember at Lane's house, Tim. Yeah, oh it was yeah. for limb saver. Yep. We did the whole, they had a wood deck, one of those beautiful wood decks. And like, we were just mm -hmm. sitting there looking off the, the edge. I mean, the oh my God, these photos, if you add in, so you have like amazing, obviously wildlife, but when you add in people and be able mm -hmm. to get sets that look like an old cottage feel or old, that's the one lifestyle of the type, to, uh, type that of lifestyle. Stuff, yeah. Sure. Cause that's where we really tried to shine. Um, when we were, you know, when we do these sets, cause we'll bring in like 30, not 30. That's, that's exaggerated. We'll bring in like, 10 to 15 people for the set and it'll be mm -hmm. like hey you go here you go here then when everybody's done with the normal general stuff then we bring them back and we start really looking at like what can we do and how can we make this cool and you know and and that's where mm -hmm. you come up with these ideas like one year we bought a whole bunch of uh uh tins and stuff for bat we were doing some badlands photos and we did like in the snow it was freezing i'll never forget it i had to start a fire in the middle of this like walkway in the woods and like we put this little pot in there i made a freaking tea with pine needles and stuff all for photos <laughs> do you were you there for that one tim no i missed so that cold, one. i know I, oh, I, I saw the results but yeah yeah so i mean that, that that's the thing though is like we can plan that right we can prep that we can plan it you ever come to michigan you i mean so do you fun. ever put yourself in a position dominic where you feel pressure to get a shot like oh, yeah. you go you go you know days without seeing anything you're like i need oh, something yeah. new here you know what i mean because yeah, you're I, you're wildlife dependent oh, right yeah, without pretty much yeah yeah i've done a, some lifestyle stuff and i will say you guys doing the lifestyle stuff it's almost harder on some fronts to do the stuff that you guys are doing 
because there's a lot more planning that goes into it. Like me, I have the fallback of, all right, I'm going to go out to the woods for the next, you know, four days in an area that I already scouted, an area that I know deer are there. I've glassed them. I've seen them. I know they're out there. All I have to do is sit there and wait the same as a hunt. I'll look at myself four days. I'll figure it out, right? Whatever yeah. happens, happens. But I have that mentality of whatever happens, happens. And I know I could walk out of the woods with nothing after those four days. You guys can't bring 15 people out and go, well, we'll get it or we won't. No, you're going to get it. <laughs> well, <laughs> well like, I mean, that is true, but I'll tell you that, there's some sort of weather dependency there for what we do too. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. always that, like, you know, we get, try to get everything organized and planned well in advance, but then you start watching the weather going, well, shoot, mm-hmm. you know, we were hoping yeah. for, you know, a sunrise photo sh- session and it's going to be thunderstorming, you know, type of deal. Yeah. So well, it looks like you got a thunderstorm photo session now. Th- well, that's, that's right. what, that's what <laughs> happens. Right. Or yeah. we fake it. I mean, there's, there's a couple times we take the, remember the hoses, Yep. We had the I'm trying to find some of these photos. That, that was fun stuff, but um, <laughs> oh, these are movies. But yeah, See, I mean, it, it's yeah. Go ahead, I, Jim, sorry. I, I can understand what you're saying though. Is like there's the mentality of you know what you can't control it, right? That's not yeah. in your control. You can control, you know, a lot of things when it comes to photography, and if you can't, a lot of things you can fix afterwards, right? A yeah. little bit of bad lighting, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. You can make some adjustments, you know. Um, but that's a great mentality to have because then you're not stressing out about it. Yeah, I like that. I, I think too, when it comes to wildlife, people subconsciously are a little more forgiving as far as a photography standpoint goes. So like they'll look at a photo of a deer and I've posted photos of deer before that I didn't particularly think were that good. I'm over always, I'm always overanalyzing my own work, which I think is a good sure. thing to do to anybody. I think we all do. Yeah. do yeah. Anyone should do it. And a lot of people get beat up about it and they're like, oh, I, I can't keep looking at this and I don't think it's good. I'll just put it out there and see what people say. You never know. But I put photos out there that I looked at and I was like, ah, the, the light, the sunlight was coming in this deer's face. It made it overexposed across his face and X, Y, and Z. And, you know, when it really came down to it, I was overanalyzing that. Then I post a photo and people were like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. How do I buy yeah. it? You know, I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> then it was just me. <laughs> Problem. All right. I'm, I'm looking at your screen now. What you got? Yeah. So this, see like shots like this to me, uh, like this one was accidental, but this shot right Still here cool. was, uh, yeah, because see, people what people don't realize is the realisticness of the dirt on the fingernails, the dirt mm-hmm. on the hands, the the water on the the gun. This is all real deal. Like he just shot yeah. a shot, and he's or no, no, this is before the shot. He's loading it. So like this is like, and and so it, it seems stupid in a little weird way. But let's just say that shell said federal on it, right? And it was federal. Mm-hmm. It'd be a sick shot, you know, for them specifically. You're but right. <laughs> it would, it would you'd, be able, be, you'd be able to market it, that one really well then. yeah they love it this what you're looking at here is this is like our these are not a lot of these aren't even mm-hmm. edited yet these are just like the photos we dump them so like we'll mm-hmm. do a huge photo shoot like this and you can see there's a lot of shots taken just in this segment right it's almost like yeah try to hope to get the shot right because like you said with people sometimes it's hard to actually get the shot but th- what happened in this scenario is we got we ran into a snowstorm it wasn't supposed to be snowing so like all of a sudden we're in the snowstorm and I had a guy, I had a guy, um, holding an umbrella above me. Like, so I, as I'm taking this mm-hmm. shot or whoever took this head an umbrella above him, cause the, it was a Canon 5D Mark five or whatever. So we're like, dude, or whatever that I can't remember what camera this one was, but you know, it's too much money to like risk any sort of, even though I think they are weatherproof, but, but some of these shots, you, you never know, really I like really how he nonchalant said he had, he had a guy holding an umbrella over him. Dominic, have you ever had that? No, I can't say I've had an umbrella guy out there with me, but I don't have that kind of money right now. 
<laughs> when you got 15 got, people, there's always somebody yeah, to hold an umbrella. I got my umbrella guy. I'm not going to worry about it. So did you sell it to this guy? Like, hey, man, we're going to be doing a hunting lifestyle photo shoot. You got to come out. It's going to be a lot of fun. Maybe I'll get you on the camera. Then when he gets there, you go, here, hold this. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Pretty much. Just hold this and we'll get back to you. So when you, when you focus much. on, I always felt like, I like doing the product photo stuff like this, but when you focus on this stuff, it's a little bit challenging in the sense that like you, you do have to get the shot that you're trying to get at that minute. Um, and what's turned to now is more like a video shot from what it used to be a photo shot, because I feel like companies are using less photography than they used to. Oh, this shot's actually funny. So this shot here, we took, um, the heck was that? Oh, this shot here. I don't know Mm -hmm. if it's in here. I don't see it. I actually photoshopped the deer in here. Oh, did you? <laughs> it looks so sweet, dude. Like, and I faded it and like blurred it. So it looks like there's a deer and he's shooting at a deer. It looks so cool. I was like, wow, that actually worked. I can't believe it. And so, but anyway, awesome. yeah, so we do, we'll do like these big shoots and then we'll, we come together on like a, a G drive, one drive and, you know, everybody drops in their cameras, you know? So like, this is one that people edited on Lightroom or whatever and threw in here. Yeah. And you could see, I mean, it was snowing like crazy. Oh, it was really coming like, down there. This was a very interesting shoot for us. This is at Jay's house, his old house, uh, Tim. Mm-hmm. I don't think you were here yeah. for this one. No. It was like so intense. And then like they even got a fire going and stuff because <laughs> they were freezing, you know? I was like, go ahead. <laughs> look, I mean, look at his bow. Look at the snow all over his bow. Oh, my God. How pissed was he? That's a Hoyt carbon <laughs> bow right there. These are all Hoyt bows, and those were expensive, too. They're like 1800 bucks. Not anymore. Uh, yeah exactly <laughs> this one was pretty cool is it oh yeah this one was cool this so we take multiple brands when we go the yeah. halon one hit pretty good right there on that one. Oh, that's nice yeah that came out really good a yeah. little bit a little bit much on the editing in the back but you know soften it up i think it'd be a little better nowadays no i, no, I like been... it i like what you did with it sharp mm. yeah there's been plenty of times this where one we'll take shot. a shot too and like we don't notice something until we get back to the studio and we're like crap man that whole series is gone because we'll mismatch the camo to the brands that we're doing yep right we're we're you know hoyt or whomever will only use certain camos and stuff like that and and obviously the bow is fine but then what we're wearing with it it doesn't yeah. match right so there's a lot of kind of pre-work on that yeah. there's so that. much crap like I, there's I some spent- that when uh i was shooting for um Actually, I'm I'm on NDA. I actually can't talk about who, but a a camo company. All right, we'll just leave it at that. Um, I was doing shots for them, and I went out and did a series for them of like they need some like a hundred different photographs of hunters in the field. And it was when I was going to be on a hunt, so I said no problem. Had all my gear, went out, we suited up, took all these photographs, everything. And the guy emails me after I send him over and says, "Yeah, we can't use these because." the buttstock of the shotgun was covered in tape that was camo to a different company. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't yeah. catch it. Yeah. And it was stupid. It was for like the majority of the shots. It was for someone else that I brought along with us. And I didn't catch it when I was in the field that it wasn't the camo that we were looking for. And it was a rookie mistake, yeah. but that no, rookie I mean, mistake but, cost but me money. It's an easy mistake to make time. though. It's an yeah. easy mistake to make. I mean, the exactly. littlest thing can, yeah. the littlest thing can mess that up. Right. I mean, that, yeah. that's, yeah, not easy at all. So, and it causes you to have to go redo it all, which sucks. That's like the oh, worst yeah. part. 
like when you have to oh, go yeah. like go back you know we just finished a photo shoot for um, brett and arms we've been helping them out with photography and um we but it's not just photography it's like video photography so you're doing both so it makes it a little bit tricky because you're trying to get video clips but you're also trying to get photography so it gets a little confusing and at some point then you end up just saying all right Tim, you focus on vi short video clips. That's it. That's your job. Don't do any photos. Just walk around and get those video clips. I need B-roll. Chris, start taking pictures, right? Because, you know. And so I we have never really – that was the first gun company we've actually done, right, Tim? Yeah. Yeah, so gun – Yeah, first – That was interesting. Actually, yeah. The problem we ran into, which we didn't know this at the time, at the exact minute, is no one told us. But So they brought these guns to this farm that we did the photos on. and. Like after like, I don't remember when this happened, but at some point they're like, oh, well, by the way, you know, don't show anybody that uh, suppressor because that's not out yet or all this stuff. We're like, it's like in like 30, 40 of the great best shots we have. I'm like, really? Because maybe we shouldn't have put that on there, right? Why'd you, why'd <laughs> well, you and we didn't, right? <laughs> yeah, they put it on. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm like, why would you put yeah. that on there if you didn't want it shot? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Oh, it was so frustrating. Yeah, like, they're oh, fun though. I mean, it, I, I think what what I kind of like about the photo shoots that we do um, is they kind of feel like a hunt camp in a way. Yeah, you know, we got right. the guys that are together. Um, you know, we're not shooting deer, but we're you know we're out in the field enjoying it, having a good time, having some having laughs and all that kind of stuff. So I mean, kind of the same thing that you like, Dominic, is going out in the field. And even though you're not shooting a deer with a gun, you're shooting a deer right with yeah. a camera yeah so it's very similar experience you just don't get to eat it when you're done with it yeah it's un that's the unfortunate part but i will i will correlate it by saying that like i'll get the same amount of excitement sitting out there and having a plan kind of come yeah. together you know it's the same feeling oh. of accomplishment and it's great when it actually works out I actually people found don't the, see uh, all the times it doesn't work out <laughs> i found the shoots i found the shoot tim i'm gonna share here in a second of the smoke bombs so funny that was a good time so have you have you had like what what's been some of the disappointments when you go out like have you ever forgotten anything or oh yeah yeah oh yeah oh i've gone out there i've set up i've sat i've waited without like doing gear checks or anything and just kind of hanging out and then as a deer comes by i'm like all right let me turn my camera on rotate it and you know it's not in the slot the battery <laughs> oh my god that's, that's where you become a professional cell phone photographer yep oh that's how i got my tiktok videos just holding my phone up there's one tiktok video i did oh that's awesome that's real smoke <laughs> that's like it's cool. real that's not like edited in or anything no that's cool Isn't that crazy i put a green tint to it but yeah it yeah, looks yeah. sick no it's awesome. i was like dang and this I tim the, so it's uh, tim running around the woods doing that you can see here it's like fogged me out <laughs> trying to Here's, here's what, what it looks like before it, it dissipated, you know, like the other, cool. he ran by, he ran yeah. by. That's what happened there. They have different colors too, which is weird, but you can get like, I think we had smoke bombs, all sorts of colors. I'm so we were trying to throw it behind the next deer. I find. The, uh, yeah, there you play. go. The kids found some in my garage the other day. They're like, what's this? I'm like, put it down right now. Yeah. <laughs> better be careful with that. You don't want that to uh, go off oh, too, though. Man. Nuts. Yeah, these were cool, man. I really like the smoke bomb stuff. I thought it was fun. Just the whole idea that you can literally, for real, do the smoke thing. But it was just funny watching Tim run by, like, trying to run through the woods. <laughs> <laughs> the wind would not cooperate some, and take it where we wanted. Some behind the scenes. You had to make it happen. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, that's so freaking funny, dude. Yeah, yeah I love so, doing Tyvee. so fun. You said you're going to Texas this I fall. Am. Is there anything else that you're doing? 
Uh, no, right now, Texas is the only thing on the menu. I'll be local for most of my stuff over here in New York, just kind of doing my regular thing. But Texas is the, is the big trip. I'm going down to uh, Lance Kruger is hosting a class down on uh, La Recius Ranch down in South Texas. And um, I saw it. He posted it up. I reached out to him. And I was like, hey, man, you got a spot open? He goes, yeah, I got six spots. You want one? And I go, yeah, put me in. <laughs> I'm done. I like so it. I'm going. Yeah, I'm real excited about that because, um, you know, one, you're getting to shoot with Lance and he's obviously one of the best out there, if not the best out there. And two, I get to go to, you know, that ranch and they have some monster like 180 to 200 score deer down there. So it's like you don't get that kind of opportunity to go see those kind of deer in public land ever. No doubt. So, no doubt. Yeah, don't I'm, forget I'm, your battery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah imagine i'm charging about six of them right now right there here you my go. Desk. <laughs> there you go i love all it. ready to go i'll, I'll never <laughs> make the same mistake twice all right i think it, that's another thing that's funny is that the different companies have different battery solutions that like sony's is they finally fixed their battery but the one they had on the camera that tim you're using right now i think is a piece of junk it lasts it like no, 30, I used to 30 run. minutes I tried terrible. to run the podcast off battery and I finally no. had to break down and plug it in. There's no way. Yep. That thing. Uh, no that, and Panasonic was pretty good, but we use Panasonic for video, not mm -hmm. necessarily for photo. I feel like the Such photos a good aren't video very good. The video, this is a Panasonic right here. It's the crystal clear. It just looks great. Um, but it's a, you know, it's a, what, um, two thirds sensor or whatever they call it or three. Um, it's not the full sensor. It's not even uh, crop it's sensor. tiny. Yeah. It's, it's definitely yeah. small sensor. Uh, mm -hmm. compared to um the you know full frames or whatever but yeah, okay. anyway so what i started doing is for um for the gopros or dgi like small video equipment i've been using i bought this thing and it's it's like a it's a charging stick and so but it oh, goes cool. right into your system it goes into so this could probably charge something on yours too if you're in the field but it's got a plug a type c you can plug into your camera um oh, nice. and power it so if you need more power also i found out some of these cameras can actually take um, the SSD drives now, SDD drives or whatever, solid um, states. So you can yeah. actually get a lot more, you know, space in those or, you know, allow you to transfer on at least, which would be cool. So that would help me out because I got nothing but cases full of uh, SD cards. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so the, the Z5 has uh, dual card ports and I mirror them because nice. I've had card failures yeah. in the past and that's just yeah, that's heartbreaking. Yeah, heartbreaking. So I have, uh, I always run them mirrored and, uh, yeah, I'm out there shooting and you go through a few thousand shots and you got to change cards out. I remember when I was in Georgia, when uh, I kept transferring things over, but there's no internet there. So I only had so much storage I could use. I was just calling everything every night when I got back in. By the time I was done, I had probably 10 SD cards just filled up and just hanging out and waiting to get pulled off. So the entire flight home, I'm just kind of... <laughs> hoping that they Where go through they? Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was hoping nothing broke nothing fell on them like oh, there's a whole week of work here no doubt <laughs> yeah uh, scary feeling it is i know we've yeah. lost an sd card or two it's crazy yeah. failures so uh, the worst thing is honestly the worst thing is i'll go over to our studio and i'll record on an sd card and i'll freaking lose it so i'll spend hours recording different videos and yep. all these different shows we're doing and then i can't find it that's like the worst thing and it's happened a couple of times to kevin where i he was i filmed something for him and i take it and i can't find it he's like did you ever launch that video on so and so i'm like i can't find that video he's like are you serious i gotta reshoot the whole thing i'm like yes yes you yes i'm serious <laughs> it's part uh, of the process part of the process it's always better the second time around. Yeah. 
Look, I've, I've lost oh. some shots that I'm sure would have landed me, you know, magazine covers if I actually got them. I've lost those on SD cards before. I mean, it's just it's the I worst. Mean, it happens. You know, you just got to, yeah. what am I going to do? <laughs> and yeah. the thing is, you could go back and say, uh, you know, we'll just shoot the video again. I can't yeah. do that. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. not let me get the same shot twice. Yeah, you're not well, getting like, it. Dave, I mean, if you're Dave, if you're you hunting, hire an umbrella same guy thing. and you hire an SD guy, right? <laughs> what the umbrella uh, guy can't do both? He can't give him dual purpose. I mean, I don't know. Some of the guys are holding. That's the best part. That's the best part about being like. <laughs> it's the best part when you go to photo shoots. People like look to you like, "What do we do?" So you're like, "You're right. gonna hold the umbrella." <laughs> yeah. Oh, you don't have anything to do? Okay, come here for a second. You run, go get us a six pack of beer. <laughs> and some cigars. Camp, just cop, make sure enough. it's not empty. You, you know how many times has his pants we, tucked into his boots? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we usually started, so we used to we used to always that photo shoot you saw with the the smoke bombs. We used to always go. We'd start that whole day off with Bloody Mary bar on the tailgate. It was the, the best tailgate, thing yeah. ever. Before you bring start. everybody bring all this stuff it'd be this amazing spread you're like this is awesome you know and you're doing all this crap and then 10 minutes later you're crashing the drone and you lost a couple grand it's just kind of how it always <laughs> went it's like it it's starts off amazing expense. it's a tax write-off you're fine we, how many we've blown up tim three or four i think three now. or four yeah yeah <laughs> drones I, I get the coolest shots too one time yeah. i had this shot i was at jamie's dad's house he's got this hundred and some acres out west here in michigan and i'm 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 recording this. I don't remember the brand at the time. It was like Wild Game Innovations or something, but it was a uh, deer feeder, corn feeder. And I went around it, like a circle around it. And I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to back this out and like kind of see like, you know, like this. So you get this awesome view, you know, from like this, you know. So as soon, I'm not kidding. Like Jamie's walking back. I'm, I'm in the thing looking at the little screen, you know, on the, and I'm going back, I'm going back. And all of a sudden I just hear, whoosh, whoosh. I look up and it's just falling like through the trees, like 50 <laughs> yards up, just coming through a pine, huge pine trees. And James like, what'd you do? And it, I couldn't even use the SD card because it didn't finalize. So I, oh. even, I didn't even get the shot. That's what made me even more mad about it. Wasn't so I lost the shot as well. Is that like some thing with cameras that it can't just finalize something on its own quickly and instant if it's going to shut down? I mean, I, I think if it's still in the record process and you mess with the SD card. Yeah. Yeah, you would think you like have like a fail safe. Right? That's yeah, what I'm, I'm saying. You, that... Even my iPhone did that to me one time. And I had something happen. I'm like, really? And well, I'm guessing that like... if you're recording, it probably is doing its own form of compression on the video as it goes. Like it's not yeah. recording just straight up raw video. If it was doing that, it would never fit on the SD card. So by the time yeah. that thing broke and shut down, it probably didn't have enough power, or enough connection, or something got broken. In time yeah, complete I would think by now they would sell something or a way to 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 take that file and then end it oh oh there's ways to do it just like cap it off then at the end somehow there, I don't there, know. there's ways to recover the data it's just going to cost you oh money. okay yeah yeah there, there's yeah, companies well, that do it well they will i'll reshoot it them before yeah i use the <laughs> i use the data recovery company for a local photo shoot i did i think it was for like an engagement or something oh and, geez uh, yeah. card got corrupt and I, I was only running a single card and um the people were obviously upset because a, they did this whole big thing like on a boat. It was like, it was a whole huge setup. Oh my whole God. Huge, it was a surprise. I was like, all right, hey, let me see what I can do. And I ended up contacting uh, some random company in New York and said, can you recover this data or how much can you recover? And the cost of them recovering the data was as 
I think it was like a couple hundred dollars more than I got paid for the actual shoot. Wow. It was, it was ridiculous the amount of money they wanted to get for cover, but I'm like, well, I kind of have to because yeah, you know, yeah. Well, paid me for it. So it is what it is. It's, it's a bad yeah. look when you just tell them, hey, sorry, go scratch. You got to do it. You know, got to eat it. I started doing, um, I started, what I started doing is, so when we were at like, let's say Brenton Arms and we were doing their photos, what I started doing is bringing my laptop and I started transferring the data right then and there yep. and double checking the audio and stuff. Cause what happened is Tim and I were filming something and the microphone got unplugged and we didn't replug it. So like at one point, one of the videos had like, you know, shit audio because it was supposed to be plugged in and it wasn't. And so I caught it though, luckily. And then we were able to fix it and keep going, but that that's one of the things I started doing now with client stuff where it's like, not just us. If it's just us, I don't really care. It is what it is. But if it's something where they're relying on something, I'm definitely going to be double checking and, you know, on location. Cause I don't want to no mess doubt. anything up and it, you know, that's what makes you guys the best. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's a detail. I wouldn't go that far, but I would say it is the detail that helps Tim's detail. Well, what I always tell people whenever they have me do any kind of like in-person shoots, I always tell them, listen, I've made mistakes, but I won't make those mistakes with you. <laughs> yeah. Really well, nice. as long as you learn from them, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's what counts, right? We made plenty. Yeah. It's like plenty so. of people have already paid for my mistakes. You're not going to be one of them, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. No. And I, I, you know, I, my background is I learned in an environment where if you make a mistake, it's, it's a big issue. And, yeah. and I, what it, how I grew up doing video was my dad owned a uh, wedding videography company from nice. when I was a really young age. So I started helping him out when I was like 14 or 15 years old. Right. So you're at a one-time event that'll never happen again. And you're one of two or maybe three cameras. And uh, that's it, man. You screw up the shot and it can't be used. There's no going back and redoing it. So no. I remember sitting down, you know, for hours, um, when I was first learning and uh, my dad would sit me down and we'd watch everything. He said, okay, you need to do this, that, you know, and um, you know, it takes time. It's not, it's not point and shoot. You know, there's a lot that goes into just the pure composition of not only yeah. a picture, but video too. Right. Um, so that you're not being distracting to the person that's watching the video. Cause the last thing you want is like somebody over here talking, but your focal points here. Right. I mean, it just, it makes, makes no sense whatsoever. So um, yeah, yeah, it, 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 it's, uh, sense. it's the details that matter for sure. So, you know, I think that goes into, that's something I learned with wildlife photography too, which I would get caught up in the moment a lot. There, there's so many times where I'm just, I'm looking at the deer, just strip tunnel vision and on whatever yeah. I'm looking at, taking the photo and I'm not focusing on what I should be focusing on, which is fundamentals, composition, framing, and you'll there's some things you can't control but there's a lot of things you can like you right. can control if you are taking a photograph of that deer and you're cutting his feet off you can control yeah. it. like that that's that's your fault when that yep. happens and in this case it's my fault when that happens and i'll look at the shot later and i won't realize it until i load it up on the computer start calling through photos i'm like i cannot believe i screwed this up enough that now it's basically unusable for anything outside of you know social media but right as far as like a licensing or a publication editorial standpoint, it's done. It's not, it, this is not, not gonna never going to have money. It, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just a cool photo, but no one's going to want to buy it because they're going to look at it. They're going to feel something is off, even if they don't know what, because I made the mistake. So you kind of, you have to really fall back on fundamentals. Like you were saying with framing and composition, it's a huge deal. Yeah. All goes back to the basics. It really does. It, it, it needs to be in, in the longer you do it, the more it becomes habit and easier it gets. Yes. Um, but that doesn't make it easy still. It just gets easier, 
right? So yeah, cool, man. I love your stuff. Really, your pictures are awesome. Keep up the great work, man. I mean, you got some real talent, and uh, I love it. It's great, really good stuff. I appreciate that. No, you guys are uh, you guys gonna make me cry. (laughs) (laughs) That's our goal here on the Bowhunter Planet. That's our goal here. We always like to end. uh, We always like to end on an emotional note. You know, I'd like to extend you guys a little offer. Okay, if you ever, ever at any point in the next, you know, couple of years need somebody to come and hold an umbrella i'm your guy all right i got you (laughs) all right i love it i love it we're gonna keep you on we're gonna keep you in the ready position here so like when we do get on those giant photo shoots i definitely want you to come because i honestly think you would absolutely love it because there's just so much going on yeah so much going on have an open spot and i can work it out in my schedule i can take a trip out to michigan i'll be fine absolutely do it it'll be a great time well don't let d fool you the umbrella is not just rain it's rain or shine because he can't get sunburn on that (laughs) bald head of his either so (laughs) i already committed you're not gonna scare me (laughs) (laughs) oh awesome dominic well it's great talking to you man um we'll definitely be in touch so yeah, yeah we'll link below and- uh, your website. We'll have that ready to go, guys. You should, if you guys get a minute, honestly, check it out and buy a print, help out. And uh, the prints are awesome anyway. So I think you're going to want one anyway. So I, I definitely do. So I'm going to start looking at myself. There's a ton of great photos in here that would be awesome for an office, studio, whatever you guys want to put it in, and your home office. A lot of people work from home. So it's kind of nice to look up and see one of these big old bucks. Kind of sweet. I love that scrape one, man. <laughs> That's got to be my favorite. Yeah, it was fun. I know we're out of time, but that's uh, that was a real fun shot. I can give you a whole story behind that one. But, uh, maybe next time. We'll do this again. You know? Sounds good, man. Podcasts are fun. Anyway, thank you guys so much for having me on. It was a lot of fun. And uh, I got I got to tell you, you guys are awesome. Uh, thanks for showing me some of your work. That was awesome, too. I, you know, I've seen some of you guys work before, but I never saw like the whole gallery had it going on. You guys are primo. You're better than you think you are because you keep talking down on yourselves. You're awesome. All right? so keep we're professional amateurs. Professional amateurs. <laughs> I like that. I like that. We have to downplay. <laughs> <laughs> thanks anyway, Tom no, appreciate it man seriously thanks for having me guys thank you anytime man take care say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill